0: FMR 101.3. Being Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living.
1: Hello and welcome
0: to Being Green. I'm Glennis Crook. South Africa is a water-scarce country, and with our ever-growing population and the impacts of climate change, our water supplies are under increasing pressure. At the time of Cape Town's Day Zero crisis a few years back, there was much talk about extracting water from the city's three substantial aquifers. So I was fascinated by an article in The Conversation the other day describing a centuries-old system called KANATS, which was used for drawing water up from underground sources. It was written by Harder Mahed, a Senior Lecturer in Geosciences at Nelson Mandela University. Harder, thanks for joining me on the programme. I believe the system dates back to ancient Persia, that's some 3000 years ago.
1: That's correct, Glenis. before the time of Christ even. And it was engineered by those people at the time, which is extensive tunnel underground with multiple wells. And once that tunnel hits a floodplain, So water is ejected onto farmlands and generally used for irrigation and for consumption amongst the people.
0: I believe it was quite regulated as as far back as centuries ago to spread the love, so to speak, amongst a community.
1: Correct. It was regulated by multiple people in the community and everybody got their share when they were working within the system. So that sense of community was always there because water, particularly in those regions, means life. And if there's no water, it's quite difficult to irrigate your dry lands because of the aridity in the area.
0: I read somewhere in actual fact that in areas where there were canats, it was almost like there was an oasis. But how exactly does it work? I saw in your article that there was not only the tunnel, but there was also several sort of wells that were dug into the ground.
1: Yeah, so the tunnel would have been run horizontally and intersect the water table. And then water would flow along that tunnel, and then vertical wells would be dug in order for people who are along the traverse of the canal to also extract water, depending on where they're living, because the canal could be many kilometers long. And as soon as that Kanna would hit maybe a plain of some sort where the agricultural activity was occurring, that water would obviously disperse out and be spread amongst the plain. But even that exit point of the Kanna, there were certain rules and regulations with regards to the use of the water, as well as because the landowner would have a certain right over certain things. So there's many, it's quite a technical and and very broad sort of management around the corner because of the society operating at the time.
0: Why is it no longer so widely used then?
1: So because of the fact that obviously modern technology has now looked at drilling balls, right? Which is a single point for extraction. The problem though is with boreholes, you have a lifespan of maybe 20 to 25 years, whereas the canals have been operating for hundreds if not thousands of years. The maintenance behind the canals is also an issue because generally during the dry season, young boys would be lowered in and they had to move, remove some rocks in the way and silt. But that poses problems because of the fact that the canal itself could also collapse. So the technical aspects in terms of construction are also quite laborious and expensive. So people in a modern context prefer to sink boreholes.
0: And yet the kanat system is in actual fact far more environmentally friendly.
1: Far more because the fact that obviously we using using little or basically no electricity, but also from the perspective of in certain extremely hot and arid regions, that cool water was diverted and used for the thermal cooling of buildings and certain structures. Because in those areas of Iran where they were constructed, hot winds would blow in and then sort of settle and pick up the cool water and help cool the internal buildings or the internal aspects of buildings. And that's why canats have received attention in recent years as well.
0: And also, of course, there'd be minimum loss to evaporation in the system.
1: Correct, yes, because we find that, especially particularly in agricultural practices in certain places, almost half of the water is lost either to evaporation or to... Over land flow, but not a lot is actually taken up by plants. And that's why groundwater is so important because it fights that aspect of, you know, losses to evaporation.
0: Now, is this something that could be applied here in South Africa and particularly here in Cape Town where we've got these three big aquifers?
1: It's a possibility because what we find is, especially along the mountain, you see these springs that are emanating. So it could be a variation of that in some way, shape or form with recent advances in drilling. We might even be able to look at possibilities of horizontal drilling into mountains and then see if we could intersect water tables, but it depends on multiple factors. Number one, the geology, obviously number two, the depth of the water table, and then how much that rises or falls and whether there's extensive abstraction. And also in terms of gradient of the receiving community, Downstream, where are they in terms of the height in relation to the water table? And are you able to construct a tunnel of that nature because of the geology?
0: Fascinating. What an ingenious system of water supply. And by the way, it is recognized by UNESCO as an outstanding example of traditional technology. Thanks to Harder Mahed, a senior lecturer in geosciences at Nelson Mandela University, and from Meglinus Group till next week. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser. Of Remax Living.
1: For Galinda Moser, founder of Remax Living, life is all about people, their homes, the environment, and of course, music. Because of Galinda's passion for property, Remax Living has become the largest property office in Cape Town. When selling your home, email galinda at remaxliving.co.za. As your trusted property partner, Remax Living is by far the best way to sell and buy real estate. Remax, the leaders in real estate.